welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Hello, Lindas. The girls are back together to spill the tea and resolve the drama of the season. Maybe. Oh, and the most bizarre miscongeniality result is revealed. What a day. <laughs> with the crowning only days away, it's time to talk all things Drag Race Brazil and reuniting with me once again. It's Nasty Queen. Hello. Hello. I just love that you put up a background um, and it's captured. have dead. stuff in the background. Look, my teeth. It's it's really fascinating what it's doing to you. Forget it. I, I don't know what it is about my computer where I'm able to get oh, a beautiful background like... and I can have like a whole dance party in front of it and other people just can't do that. I don't know. I I can. Did you see what happened to my t- <laughs> I I did. You, you the queens were in your mouth literally. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. All right, pronunciations. You know what? I am on like a 76 day duolingo streak uh but it's not gotten me to perfection yet um i'm learning i'm trying um but we'll get there but as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality tv characters that's presented to us for reality production we are showing the other even tell them she wants to see we react to what is presented to you so you've been going on opportunity to go and tell them to share the crap but they've also been themselves and to discuss this is the podcast for entertainment discuss reality and show you hear that friends it's all for entertainment don't get mad if you do get mad, don't restrict me from tagging you. That's stupid. It's really silly. It's really petty. Um, I'm just gonna ask this question. Did we need know. a reunion? We need a reunion now after all the shit that's been going on. Not when they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the things that should have been I discussed thought- didn't get discussed. No. It was weird. It was. Um, it was like, I and that miscongeniality vote, voting. I could only laugh. <laughs> well, you know that no one in that cast is congenial if none of them actually did what the responsibility of voting for miscongeniality is because they're all fucking petty. Yep, they are all fucking petty. Like, well, people are voting for themselves like a hundred percent. Well, let, let, let's kick things off, and you and I get petty. We are going to toot and voot the looks of the reunion. Um, we're going to play toot and boot because uh, Reunited does not feel good. These looks were choices. This was whatever was left in their wardrobe. Starting out with Diva Moore. I don't know why she thinks it's Halloween, but she's trying to be sexy skeleton, I suppose. Now, for a bitch who had their entire unused wardrobe at their disposal... <laughs> It was curious that this is what she picked. The mug is soft. The hair and headpiece are wild. I just can't get over the airbrush skeleton. Honestly, I didn't mind compared to what she did in for the first season. <laughs> I thought it was an upgrade. Yeah, I don't but know. I feel like it might be her thing, though. Because remember, she walked in as a 
is it with a roach or a, some kind of bug yeah, with her as bug. I wonder if maybe that's her thing, like the costume of things. Maybe I'm giving it a boot. I I gave it I gave it a tooth on your thing because I kind of like it. It's 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 costume, but I like it. It's well done. That's fair. Well, the audience they agree with you. Sixty-seven percent tooth, thirty-three percent boot. Tristan Soledad, no designers listed. I guess she had time to reflect on the importance of marrying her drag with actual drag race drag. I think it's the best she's looked all season. The mug is great. The hair is laid. It's a very comfortable outfit and very sexy for her. Like, certainly an upgrade. I 100% agree. When I saw say, okay, this is an upgrade. I was like, this, this is how you do it. But the best you wear the whole season agreed as well. That's a toot for me. I'll give it her a toot, too. Audience, 79% toot, 21% boot. Melazine Sparkle, no designers listed. I think she's truly one of the most underrated of the season and left way too soon. I love the pink and purple combo. It's very light and fluffy and girly. The wild glitter eyes are wild, and I'm not sure why, but also why not? I love the hair and the glitter effect it has in it and the bow paired perfectly. I love this so much. Like, she came there to make a statement and make an impact, and she did. I loved it. I love. Did you notice that her mouth was dripping at some point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sure like, was. I, I don't know. I wish, I wish she would have stayed longer. But I guess not even the queens liked her. So strange. Very odd. Um, I'm going to get this to toot. Oh, toot. 100% toot for me. Audience, 93% toot, 7% boot. And Next I like up. to say, maybe I'm biased, but like, she follows me. She used to follow me way before. Like, oh, I love that. That's, that's it's so funny because with all these drag races coming up, I found out so many of this, so many queens, random queens follow me when they post their pictures. And I said, Why am I following this person? I don't even yeah. know. And then I go, Okay, because she followed because I used to be a fan account. That's so fair. I think that's fair. That's how it started. And then I'm always like, Okay, since we follow each other, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> That's how it usually works. Believe me. Listen, if someone DMs me and has a conversation with me, I automatically have to be their biggest fan and be their biggest supporter. Is that going to happen if someone who is like a big fan of the podcast happens to be on like a global all-stars coming up very soon? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to be their number one fan because I love them anyway. Aquarella, look by Dona Sonoya, hair by Aquarella. I really wanted to fall in love with her this season, but I just kept getting confused. I know it's a me thing, and I have a great desire for, for cohesion and matching, so how she thinks wearing black and green in a garment with a purple and blue face works, the world may never know. I do think the garment is remarkable. The flair of the dress is fabulous. The hair is wonderful with those hints of rhinestones. It's just the styling of the face compared with the rest of the look that makes me scratch my head and go... Why? Honestly, I thought she did. She for me was an upgrade. I feel like it was the first time I saw her doing her face with a new natural tone mm-hmm. instead of all colorful. I don't yeah. remember she doing that in the season. I actually, not really. I mean, I guess she had a lot of free time in the hotel room to play around with makeup. Because I liked it, but I see what you mean. But I wonder if it's like because in this picture it looks like it's pink, not purple. either way it doesn't work with like green from like a leaf it was weird i don't know i'll give it a soft there's a samba school that the collars are green and pink okay that's fair that's fair that's fair so but i don't know if she that the face reminds me of the samba school aside from the black 
but you are talking to someone that combined very weird colors. <laughs> for me. That's true. That is true. I'll give her a soft tooth. Ah, for me, yeah, same. I'm a tooth for her too. Audience 67% tooth, 33% boot. Ruby Ocean, look my Ruby. Uh, so she's going synchronized swimming in a 1920s Hollywood flick. I think it's an interesting look with the, with the floral, but then she's just wearing a white sack. I cannot stand that there is so much skin showing in between the hood and the dress. It's fine. She thinks she's the fashion girl of the cast, but that's only because her besties told her that. She is not. Uh, it's a safe look, but it's fine. It for me was a boot. Okay, great, like, Props to you if you did it, but it like it looked it reminded me the one that she did with the fish. Yeah. Like I don't I, I don't get it. So for me it's a I'll give it soft too. And the audience slightly agrees with me. 57% toot, 43% boot. Oh, that was Dallas. A Dallas DeVille. No designers listed. She showed up and said, clock me now, hookers. I love the purple monochromatic Cyber Diva Supreme. I think the mug is right. The styling is on point. The boots are amazing. Yeah, the hair is a great blend of like Teletubby and space. Easily one of the most misunderstood contestants of the season. Oh, this I, I loved it. I I loved her entrance look. I like I never like she came in a strong entrance look. I don't know what she did in some of the, those episodes. Tear <laughs> her look, and then the, like where was this? Yeah, where was it? Mm-hmm. I'll give her a toot. Yeah, toot for me, too. Audience, 100% toot. Ah, how can Look you not? That. Like, I would wear this. <laughs> you should wear it. Ask her. I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> Naza, no designers listed. I love her. I love that she has heard the reads and the critiques and still said, thank you, noted, and comes out looking like that bitch. I love the garment. It's like a night out on a town. The maroon hair is perfectly paired with the pink lip and eye. This is styled impeccably, and this is how you show up and look hot and still be comfortable. Oh, 100% true. I still don't get the fucking five o'clock shadow that they keep talking about. Oh, don't worry. We'll talk about it soon. <laughs> My God, I love that. I think she looked. I think she looked good. She kept like she kept her pet, not pattern, but like the same. She did good looks the entire, mostly the entire season. I want to say she had mm. like the the one that she got kicked off that was eh, doubtful. But we heard it's because she got screwed over by her. True. So for me, it's a two. It's a two. Audience is a two. 86% toot, 14% boot. Shannon Scarlet, no designers listed. I'm not sure why she wanted to come out looking like Hot Potato Couture, but she did, and that's that. Excellent hair, excellent mug. The garment, like, the best I could say is, like, you wear it as a walk-around look before you get into your fab drag yeah. for a gig. I'm sure she didn't have that many options left, so she said, just look at the face. That's the beauty. I was going to say, that face is like she's gorgeous it is a simple dress it definitely is a walk around dress so i still toot it because man that face toot for me audience 57 percent toot 43 percent boot Organza, no designers listed. This is such a fascinating look. I love that she is giving you a classic drag monochromatic fashion moment is yellow her color I don't think so. She is best in the cools, like the blues and purples. It is a fun vintage look. I do not love black lips at all. I don't know what some of these queens think when they go out wearing black lips. It just doesn't read the way they think it does, especially on camera. I did not like the hair either. That hair gave her, like, it's like 
it's a 60 year old lady mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in drag with that hair like the bangs coming all the way to her i i did i i did not like this yet and i also that black lip like the dark makeup with such a bright yellow it's like mm, no i did that once when i was 14 and i <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Yeah, it's not it. Um, I will give it a soft tooth though. I'm a boot for this one. Audience 57% toot, 43% boot. Helena Maljita, no designers listed. Really, one of the most beautiful contestants when they go full glam. Like that short blonde real housewives hair is outstanding. The mug is beat. The garment is sparkling in all the right ways and showcases all her best assets. I love the addition of the gloves to give her a sense of regality. It's a smart way to remind the hosts why she deserves the crown and also the pins as earrings. So smart. I was about to say the pins as earrings were such a good idea. And come on, she's gorgeous. Like, hello. How can we boot this? And she would be a great pageant thing, I feel. Oh, absolutely. She could win a pageant. I'll give this an absolute two. I'm. A, uh, Yep, same. And she's Audience. one of the few drag queens that I like that look good with the sh the short hair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I agree. Audience, 93% toot, 7% boot. But Sheena Polaroid, no designers listed. She's giving me character from a science fiction movie. I do not love the hair because we all we see is forehead. And the face is weird. And it's because we have so much forehead, not doing a classic brow really gives you so much extra real estate on the fucking forehead. I think it's typical of her to wear a jumpsuit. Don't love this muted gold. It just didn't read on camera. It looks like bleh. I thought it was the ugliest thing I've ever saw her wearing. She is almost like she's trying to be like a Shakespearean person, like the sure. title of Shakespeare or whatever, Queen Elizabeth or something like with the little frills and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and the same thing with the hair and the amount of forehead. I can't. It's like a major boot, boot for me. It's a boot. And the audience agrees. 13% to 87% boot. And finally, Miranda LaBrow, no designers listed. There is so much going on with this look. In a world of cardboard, let's call out the cardboard. It's cardboard wrapped in fabric and put on her head. That's exactly what that's on. Um, I do think the white yeah, and gold yeah. fabric is really pretty, but it's very, very busy. I'm not sure why. Once again, we have a black lip and a smudged one at that. I feel like she said this is the best of the rest and you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm here and give me my paycheck. I don't get I I, I don't get it too. It's I like the this the the what the idea of the dress is. I do like it. Like and I wonder if that's why she did the mouth like that mm -hmm. to match the pattern of the dress. So, but that's I fair. also don't get it why do you need to smudge or like because she looks pretty. I like it. But like why? I agree. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it, like you say, a soft tooth. I will too, a soft tooth. And the audience, 71% tooth, 29% boot. With all 12 queens dragged up, we are at the main stage of Drag Race Brazil for the big reunion. And like I said, some of them are there for a paycheck because you did not hear about anything they wanted to say. We get a reminder that the winner of the season will get a one-year supply of Anastasia Beverly Hills Cosmetics, a crown and scepter from Amped Accessories, and a cash prize of 150000 ice. What would you do with that much dough? 
buy a house. Oh, <laughs> buy where? a house, not a house, like an apartment, like that. But there, because here you can cut that price in half, and I'll just pay my bills. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Greg tells us that the discussion of the night will tackle the internal demands and pressure of competing on Drag Race. So how do they feel? Well, here are the superlatives. Destroyed, exhausted, rediscovered, weary, drowsy, drained, and anemic. Sounds like a resounding pitch to the audition for season two. That was, I was like, okay. Where is the happy place? Right. Maybe maybe a 12 episode order is a bit, bit too much for a first season. I don't know. Ruby says that the pressure was so high and the weight was huge being the first season. She says some of them were able to take a break while others had no breaks. She says despite the despair, they were able to hold each other's hands and say they're all in the same boat. Get up and let's go. Is that what we saw? Because maybe it was backstage because you know what? I don't think any of these girls held hands. I did not think they even liked each other. I was about to say all this cam camaraderie that she's saying that happened and where I didn't see that maybe when they were going back to the hotel inside the van. <laughs> that maybe. was not what we saw on TV. But you know what? She's going to mention a little uh, thing that there was a little camaraderie between, I don't know, some girls who may have had a certain alliance. She says she doesn't know if it was stated or unintentional, but it was there. So let's talk about the Rio girls. And three out of four of them will say, yes, we are the girls from Rio. And they all happen to be sitting in the same corner. Bettina, Shannon, Organza. And then there's the other one, Diva, over on the other side. Yeah. Shannon says it was declared as Organza picks up on it and says that they never hit it. She says it wasn't something agreed on that they said, let's do an alliance, but rather it was a certain affinity and knowing each other and being in a place very far from home, away from your friends, with people you don't know who are creating impressions of you. I will say that's all valid, but the tone that Organza attached the statement to felt very defensive. There's no need to get defensive unless you think you did something wrong. Well, there is a thing like Diva is not like originally from Rio. Mm -hmm. She moved there. She's from my state. She moved there. And Organza was one of the girls that was chanting in the back for Bettina to destroy her during the whips. Mm -hmm. So like, you clearly had an alliance, but it was a, a real alliance with right. like like a you know so i wonder if that what it was because i know they get into it and you know the whole thing behind it with diva more right like we'll, we're, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to her section we will ahead. definitely discuss because even like this part there was a lot of things that they just left out that they either assumed we already knew or that the girls did not say in the moment that made it a little confusing and that you had to do a lot more research about yeah. Um, now I know that we talked about the four person alliance from Rio, but in a, in a way it was also just a mean girl alliance. So you take out Diva, but you then put in Helena and Miranda. Uh -huh. So maybe there should have been, I don't know, a discussion on that. Will we get to it later? We're going to find out. The chances are no. No, <laughs> no, no not no. at all. Ruby will say that it just so happens, apart from Diva, that they all got to the finale, and Miranda's like, no, Shannon didn't. Uh, kick the girl while she's down. 
They will all then clarify that Helena is originally from Rio and escaped the Salvador. Uh, it's stated that those born in Rio were more talented. True or false? False, because I'm not born in Rio. <laughs> if I asked Pietra Parker that question, what would her answer be? Oh, 100% yes, because she's born <laughs> in Rio. <laughs> it's everyone from there, like they are going to say the most talented people are born in their state. Is it so. just like the most talented queens are from New York City? So, yeah, same thing. Same thing, same thing. Same thing. And Rag is like... Rio and okay. Sao Paulo have way more than the other places so so rio sao paulo are probably the new york la or the new york chicago i would say yes even though they are not the biggest states i feel like they are the most populated and where where like queens will go and travel yeah to. most opportunity exactly greg is like i wasn't born in rio but helena tells her that she is the queen of the universe rest in peace you know, uh, did you know that Greg bore, is born in a city like 40 minutes away from mine, right? We're neighbors. I did not know that. Oh my God, did you read yeah. that? Did you hang out as kids? I wish. Maybe I did and I don't know. Wouldn't that be crazy? I, I would love to like at some point in time just go through photos and be like, oh my God, how do I, how is it that this person's in my life forever? But I didn't know. Too. I would love that. Greg wants to know if any of the non-real girls felt undermined at some point because of the alliance. Aquarella says she knew of their alliance. She was happy to see them and they that they didn't feel cornered or anything, really proving that she's trying to get honored with a sash later because, girl, that's not an answer no anyone wanted. Just say nothing. Say nothing. <laughs> but then, then she's going to say that in terms of alliances, she did have one herself with Naza. They shook hands and it's part of the game. Did we ever see the two of them ever interact ever? No, I did not know they had an alliance. No. Until this moment, I never knew they had it. There was such a thing. So essentially, this is all we're going to hear of the alliance at the moment. And of course, the alliance does expand. It does create the Mean Girls. Will we address that later? We're, we'll get there. But for now, we do got to talk about some groups of girls that created their own little bit of alliances, the hot girls and the good girls. Which one would you be? A hot girl or a good girl? Uh, damn. Probably a hot I mean, girl, but I'm not good. I, I was going to say you're nasty, Queen. You're probably more of a hot girl than a good exactly. girl. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Greg will propose who wanted to be in a different group, and Dallas will shade Nazaba, saying Naza wanted to be in the other group because she thinks she would have won, but Shannon and Organza is like, nope, nope, you still would have lost to us, though Shannon still holds that she should have won that challenge. Um, She's not bitter at all. No, like, for, to wait until the reunion to bring this <laughs> shit up? <laughs> now, the girls are going to listen to the songs, and you know what? They didn't quite hold up like the other girl group challenges and other franchises. These are just awkward videos. I I freaking hate it. I watch who the hell edited those video clips? It's horrible. Yeah. You can literally tell it was like shot in a five by five space or something. Yeah. Like from the top, they zoom in in their waist for like some. I was like, who's doing this? Yeah, it was good. Not good. Well, it is time to have a chat with the first eliminated queen, Diva Moore. Time to remember her Mama Ru Love Me moment. And I still don't know why it was such a big moment because it was a line in a song that no one cares about. 
We get a montage of the best of Diva Moore, and it's like her entrance line, saying she's double 21 and lip syncing after looking like a cow. Greg says a lot of things happen after her lip sync against her best friend, Bettina Polaroid. She wants to know, though, what it was like to be eliminated first. Diva says it was very hard and was a roller coaster of emotions. She'd be lying if she said she didn't cry for days. She received support from her new family after getting notes slipped under her door. And now I just got to know, what else do the queen slip under the door at the hotel? Oh, I have no idea, but I wonder. <laughs> hmm. Mm hmm. Ruby will bring up the conversation about cheering during the lip sync as this was the first battle of the season. Of course, Diva wasn't even there to experience it or watch it, but shh, I still want to discuss it. Did it get to her? Well, she's going to go and answer a lot simply because drama. But she says that listening in the background to, of quote, finish her, destroy her, it unsettled her. She's not saying that she'd be cool otherwise because she said cheering is super healthy, but cheer for both of them. Though she will admit that she has some favorites to win the season. She says she would never do something like that. But again, she just said she had favorites. And I'm like, this is the reunion. This is the moment when you tell me who your favorite is. Just say it's Bettina. Yep. Like, just say, plain and say it. Like, they fucking booed, like, practically boo you when you were doing your performance. Like, Literally. Fuck them. Greg will say it's very important to talk about empathy. And as much as they cheer us on, they don't need to put the other down. Now, the other drama of the diva more of it all. Greg says she is very informed because she has the internet. She has learned of some matters that went beyond the stage and wants to know if she has something to say. And she does. Fake news about her. Now, would you mind catching us all up on what is this alleged fake news? Yes. So the fake news about her is that they, they some queens, real or guns included, were bashing her on Twitter, Twitter, late Twitter, saying that she was a supporter of the president Bolsonaro, that one that we had that was worse mm -hmm. than Trump. And like they everyone was and that's for a gay community, for LGBTQ it's a horrible thing. But the thing is, is that she was not a supporter of him or from the other candidate that was up, the one that's the current president. Her candidate was a third party candidate that never even got, but like for them, the fact that she didn't root for like the their president automatically put her into the sack of the president that was Bolson, the president Bolsonaro, and then the, she, that was the fake news. It got perp like per like perpetuated through the internet. Everyone bashing her saying she was in favor of the Trump-like president we had in Brazil. And that's what she's saying, that that was never the case. It was just misinformation that Organza and some other queens kept putting out there. So why could we not hear those specific words that you just said said by Diva Moore? Why could... Did they really expect us to pick up the pieces and figure it out? Why couldn't they actually address it? I wonder if it, because politics, it's very, I think it's a very complicated subject. Mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. I Like, I understand here it is, but like in Brazil, it, like during the time that Bolsonaro was president, like people would attack people that they think he was gay on the street just because right. the person was gay. 
like the violence increased so much more and politics were the the root of so so many fights and violence and i wonder if that why is that they didn't speak up on it and also because i don't know if they are allowed to talk about brazil politicians and politics in the show i don't know how that goes Mm -hmm. I guess another part of the question I would have is knowing that Organza was part of the perpetration of the lies, where was the interaction there or the apology or anything? Well, I don't think she, I don't know if she believes that because they were still like when the cast, like when people already guessed the cast, they were already claiming her. She was the Bolsonaro uh, drag queen. They call they mm-hmm. named her Bolsonaro the Bolsonaro drag queen, literally. And they were and they Ooh. were saying that there was a fight between her and Organza in the set. And it was left on the cutting room floor. Clearly, so, while Diva says that this is fake news, destabilized her emotionally, personally, and professionally. She says now is the opportunity to work with her and deliver her art of Brazil and the world. She is adamant that their lives makes her career and instantly. She says it's very heavy and has fought against it when she had to. She will end by saying that she hopes Cher helps her show people the truth. And I was like, I don't think Cher is watching this show. I really don't think so. Now, we're going to have a very light round of applause after this speech, but I know there were some girls questioning the allegations. What do you think happens to Diva now that the show will be over next week? Honestly, I just hope it gets clear, it clears for her because no one is going to hire. No one, if that what she said is true. No one wants to hire someone supports at the asshole of a president that we had right. before. Right. So clearly she would like her drag career will die that's why i would i wonder if she actually had spoken with all of the words it would be better but i also don't know if that would okay. be allowed right well next up is the amazonian queen tristan Soledad. we get a montage of mediocrity in the fashion department and the tremble of it all bitch she should have used that voice she's got but um what she does not have is a lip sync so Greg is desperate to know what happened in the lip sync. She says she didn't give up. She just didn't know the lyrics to the song. She also didn't think she would be in the bottom of that episode. She saw the things already happening with Dallas on all fours, the lights flashing, and it was a blackout from there. And that's it. That's all, Tristan. That's all we get from her. Um, that's like the one mistake that she had. You need to think you're going to be in the bottom every time. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 for it. I know that Tristan is very certain kind of drag artist, very artsy fartsy, maybe is not a lip sync drag queen. Don't go on drag race unless you can lip sync. You're going to have to do it even if you're over trying to win the crown. I agree. I don't care if you don't, if you think you're not going to be on the bottom, like, they they give you the list. I know that for a fact that you get a list of all the possible songs that you're gonna have to lip sync. Mm-hmm. You have a month. Just listen to the fucking list into all day when you go to subway, whatever. Just put it on and keep it listening. Because well, if that happens, you at least know something. Well, nasty. I'm I'm gonna put you to the test, Dan. I'm gonna send you a link of twenty songs, and in okay. one month time. I'm going to have you perform one. You have to be able to perform it. Sound good? Okay. 
song good. <laughs> You're gonna be the it. stupidest songs too. Um, yeah, Tristan <laughs> um was there. That's that, that that's the best I can say. Yeah, she made her it's mark. Now- she, came she left her mark. She sure did. It's time to sparkle. So let's watch the controversial elimination of Metal Jean Sparkle. Our montage gives us a lot of color, pink, and interesting choices, and we were pink. And then the design challenge of it all, where she breaks down about being taught to sew only to get eliminated because she's Delusine. And well, Greg, I'm still mad. So Greg will ask her, did her elimination taste like watermelon? Would you like to share why that's a funny haha for everybody? No, because I don't even know why that's a funny haha. Is it the the word? Is it the way she says it? I just don't get it. Was it from the, the sketch? I never understood it. I wonder if it's because watermelon in Portuguese is melancia. I think that's what it was. I think and that was the joke. Del- yeah, because it's similar to melusini. Because I also yeah. didn't get it. I was like, okay, did I miss something? It was one of those situations where Greg made a joke and they all laughed at it because it's Greg and you have to laugh at Greg's jokes. I I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, okay. Yeah. Melazine says, on one hand, yes, but she had to swallow a lot of seeds. She says she made consecutive mistakes and wanted to go in with the damn dress, but she got tangled up and messed with her. Greg will tell her there were wrong choices, but I still think they were too hard on her critiques comparatively to the rest of the queens. But we talked about it earlier from Diva's perspective. Let's go back to the conflict. But from Melazine's perspective, as she's the one who brought it up. We are reminded that she's the one who discussed the cheering during Diva Machina's lip sync, where she had words with Shinona and Organza. After watching the clip, Diva will say, thank you, Melo. Does Meadow have something to say to Organza? Well, she says they talked, and afterwards, assessing the whole situation and asking herself why it affected her, she says it happened to her before. She says regardless of what happens, they have to do their best as it hurts. She comes from a place where they had many closed doors, and they don't need to do it to themselves. Great. Do the girls still disagree with Melazine? Shinon says yes as Organza nods her head. First, Shinon will apologize to to diva because she does believe she destabilized her which prevented her from doing well in the lip sync but she wants her to also understand that she was nervous to see Bettina in the situation diva will call back to the words she used and says it's not cool for her to say that even to a dying animal which in a way she was because she was dressed up as a cow i know that part with the dying animal for me was a little bit far-fetched yeah yeah that was my Diva says that there are other ways to say it, like Bettina, slay! Uh, that is also lifting her up and not putting the other down, which is completely true. It really is true. Yeah. Now, Argonz is going to apologize to Diva and say at the moment they did not measure how it would get to her. It was not her intention. She will now come in and say that she disagrees with Melazine because she didn't disagree with what she said. It was the way she put it and how she made it look. So essentially, if you discuss the subtext, it's Organza didn't want to get called out for doing something wrong, even though she did something wrong. So yeah, not a cute look. No, and this is what she's being called out now, like because 
she had people from Atlanta's uh, Atlanta's um team, like people that mm -hmm. fans buy tickets to her show just to go watch her and not clap or just keep doing faces to her. And then she complained it. And then people were saying like, well, you're the one that said that you were there to do the show and you have to perform it anyway. It doesn't matter what the audience is doing to you, to Diva. Right. Yeah. So, and then she tells Melody to stop shaking her head. Do that, but it's literally coming to bite her. In yeah. I it's coming to bite her in the ass. And, and, and yes. It's so difficult to... She has so much pride. She does not want to be wrong, but she was wrong and she can't admit that she's wrong and she's doubled down so hard that she can't do it. She says her intention wasn't to diminish anyone. It was just a feeling she had. But I'm sorry, Melanie was right. She was absolutely right. She and was. the fact that you absolutely. still can't apologize to her and say you know what in the heat of both through moment and the reunion i've now understood i was wrong i'll never do it again and the fact that she still won't do it it's just really really upsetting it is it's like girl like for christ's sake like if i don't like someone and i'm at the show and the person is performing i'm never or it's competing it doesn't matter how much I dislike the person. I'll never do what she did. I'll right. cheer the other person on, but but I will never say something to like to so the other one put her the other person down. That's not how you win in life. Right. Like yeah, this was this was one of those moments where like, why do we have to have the reunion during the filming time? Why can't we have it after the fact? But. I don't think that would have worked for this cast right now. Would it have? No, and I feel like budget probably because oh, they shoot in Bo Bo Bolivia, Colombia, because they Colombia. Shoot in yeah. Well, after some tea was spilled, why not reopen the library? Because reading is what very difficult for these queens. No, <laughs> like I the pit crew it had something to do with Portuguese or like because the. We have some Brazilian queens that do stand up, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like, you know, the reading, I feel like it's very, it's a very tenuous line when it comes yeah. to queen, Brazilian queens. Well, the pit crew arrives with a pair of readers for each girl. Melusine on Organza. Her name says it all. Cheap fabric and hard to work with. See, all you had to do was apologize and then she wouldn't say that about you. I thought it was funny. I thought it was so good. Melazine on Miranda. She's so skinny she could thread a needle. Okay, the, no, that was bad. The, the, you, wrong words. Didn't work. Melazine on Melazine. Delusional. Okay, if you can't read yourself, how can you read anybody else? Diva on Melazine. What was it like to break the duo Pink and Pinker? I didn't get the reference. Say it again because I can't remember what it was. What, is? what was it like to break the duo Pink and Pinker? Is there like a group? No, I'm trying to remember because I don't think I got it either. Okay, okay. Because they all were laughing at that one. I was like, I don't know. I I remember I didn't get it either. I'm going to have to look for it. I'll look for it and I'll let you know if I find it out. Thank you. Because I Thank don't you. remember. I don't think I, I understood either at the time. Bettina and everybody, uh, I already won the challenge. I'll leave it to those who need more screen time. Best read. Wait, no, sorry. I remember what it was. 
Sorry, yeah, because yeah. it's it's pink and pinker. It's in English. It's because it's the name of um, it was a, a country country duo in a soap opera in the prime time gotcha. soap opera. So they were called pink and pinker, and they like how this to break them apart. It was like a huge like a vil one is the villain, one is the good girl. I like. I gotcha, so gotcha. Okay, now okay. I remember what it was. There it is. Um, Tristan <laughs> and Regina. Thank you for being with me. She will stop if she gets it wrong. She will say, record her laugh track first, use it later. And that's because she can't even get the words to come out of her mouth. Bitch, what have you been doing in your hotel room? You knew this was going to be coming. This was the longest set of a queen floundering yet getting laughs. But we didn't even get the fucking, the fucking read we didn't because the alarm is going to sound for safety reasons and in the name of brazilian comedy the library is closed officially um yeah that was really awkward and really uncomfortable very all right well the dish fest continues with a chat with aquarella we see her colorful looks and discussion of being short-sighted and that was her personality of the season such a confusing and promising presence Let's start with the goodbye where Aquarella accused Greg of playing favorites of Dallas over her. Why does she feel wrong for being eliminated? She says at the moment she felt wrong. She spoke to Dallas about it as Dallas already had a history of being at the bottom. So she felt she didn't have to leave yet. She says that the judges praised her in the main challenge. So she questioned whether the main challenge was worth anything. She was shaken. Okay. Um, clearly you don't get how this show works. We did not see her being praised in the main challenge, though. No. Greg is going to let Dallas speak and ask if she felt Aquarela was wrong. And Dallas says, let her believe it. She eliminated her, but she likes her. Oh, savage, savage. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Aquarela just didn't get it. No. And she she thought her outfit was good i was like i cannot even understand what that is and like what part what what part did they get praised i do think they for what like other queens that have been on the show already said that it's like a whole hour that each one of them sure. gets of, of critique and they get the good and the bad thing and, and of course we only see what works for the narrative they need to sell us in exactly. an hour episode so like she sounded illusional to us mm-hmm because we only saw the bad side of things. And that's why I say at the beginning of every podcast that we are reacting what the editors want us to react to. Exactly. Thank not, you. Yes, we're not. Don't we get mad when I react to shit. Show. We know it. <laughs> now it's time to talk to the queen who left her snatch game character in the ocean. It's Ruby Ocean. We get a refresher of Ruby's presence. Pretty terrible snatch game. And watching Ruby watch it back, she was like, I don't know. It was so bad. It looks fine to me girl <laughs> did she imagine her snatch game would leave her up for an elimination no no not remotely she says she believed there were times she slipped up but didn't think it was that bad delusional more than melazine much more <laughs> greg will follow it up and ask if she thought it was unfair and ruby says that when they are in a situation they feel blindsided they get in their head as they think their jokes are landing and it admits that she didn't rehearse but went in with courage and greg tells the season two girls don't come with courage listen to the bitch practice fucking snatch game yeah no like i if i i already say like i don't i don't think i would pass first the the first episode 
got to a snatch game, it would be a disaster. Yeah. Well, we will get the rest of her montage where she calls herself a fashionista and we see some of her highlights on the main stage. Overrated, your call. Uh, I want to say I like I like some of her looks. I don't see a fashionista though. Maybe a fashionista in the making, but not mm -hmm. like a full-on fashionista. And this is all we're going to get from her. No follow-ups, no discussion of her looks. Ruby's time in this reunion was all about Snatch Game. Why do you think that it is? Did she just not read well for television this season? I honestly, I don't know. I found the edited for some of the screens very weird. Like yeah. I, I don't know like like why were they picking picking choosing some of the things because I mean but so far between her and Tristan, like they were the they were presented as filler queens. I know, and she she did fairly well up until Snatch Game. So I like when we get to Elena, I'll like I'll talk more, but like even yeah. like she's in the fucking cop and what the hell like you know, so I won't yeah. get there. Well, now's the time for the queen who was read all season but delivered a snatch game that the Greg will say went down in history as Dallas Deville. We're going to watch Dallas has Dilma stuff, and unlike Ruby, there are laughs. Um, we get the narrative of a Shiro's journey. We start discussing her Dilma realness, and Dallas says it was crazy to give a performance that made people laugh. She says she was very apprehensive about the improvisation because there was no use for her to train and rehearse, which is a lie, but go on, you just heard what Greg said. She questioned how she would make jokes with a political figure and do it in a respectful way. She just had fun and let victory let loose. There is your Lucy LaDuca drop for the episode. You're welcome. Now, Shannon will pipe up, and because she is pressed by the intro, she wants to know who read her all season. Girl, it was you. You. You read her. Yeah. Every fucking episode. Yeah. But Dallas is like... Everyone did it during snatch during the reading challenge. No, no, it was all the fucking time. Every single second in the room. She will play it off as it was all jokes, but they had some truth to it and made her open her eyes on what she can improve on. Now, Greg is going to continue the discussion of Dallas Pylon as she knows that some of the girls think she lasted too long in the competition. Did she leave too quick or too late? So she's going to give the most diplomatic answer and say that it took her a long time to wake up and get out of her head and notes that since she doesn't make all of her own costumes, she got in her head with insecurity about what she was bringing to the runway and let her hurt her in the challenges. She says she would have liked to last longer and thinks she could have brought slightly better looks and let it go on in the challenges. Did she get a talking to from the girls and say, don't throw us under the bus? Like, what is this? I don't know, because I'm like, well, for me, she went to, she should have gone earlier than the ones that left, but I don't know what the hell was it. I doubt that she got a talk. Why would she get a talking to us? I was waiting for her to, like, be mad at everyone. Like, Literally. Ruby's, though, going to chime in and say that she disagrees and says that she was better than a lot of them, as she was at least aware that she did bad and was in the bottom. She says she came to the stage prepared. She's not disagreeing with her bringing a positive perspective, but she was aware with the reality as that is what surprised them. Do you think we should have had more discussion of why the mean girls piled on her, or do you think we were about to save it for our next diva? No, I think... I. 
I don't know why. Like the diva thing, I I was get I knew why just from the before. Her, I don't know. I yeah. I would like to know what was the problem. I was just guessing just because she's fairly new mm-hmm. doing drag, and that bothered them for yeah. her to doing to be doing better than some of the older like of of the like the ones that more established queens. Yeah, yeah. Because I I would like to know what the fuck was the problem with her and Naza. Oh, let's talk about time. it. Let's talk about it. The five o'clock shadow is in the house. It's time to talk about Naza. We will begin our segment with the reading challenge where everyone went in on her five o'clock shadow and I still do not see it. Literally, I can't find it on her face. But this really was a the theme of the season for her. Well, something has happened as Naza has a furball in her throat as she is sounding like Pachina. Naza will say that she doesn't like beards and thinks the joke lasted too long and it started to not be funny anymore. She says many of them didn't see a beard and Shannon says she did and that's why she gave her rag pigment to use for her face. Naza says she tried to be cool because everyone has their ups and downs as nobody knows everything. She says she came there not to really learn everything, not learning everything already about hiding beards. She says shaving doesn't hide it and says the shadow is gone. Okay. Is that what we're going to remember her for? Like I ask every episode, what is this person's legacy? Not her fucking five o'clock shadow. That's not what we're going to remember her for. Why do we force this? Yeah. Like, do they not know that we cannot? You are fucking editing the show. Like, we can't see this shit. Right. Now, to, to be fair, to be fair, when you see a drag artist on television, it's one thing. Sometimes when you see someone you idolize on television, then see them up close, you're like, Oh, they're really bad at makeup. Um, let, I'm not going to name names, but let's just say at DragCon, you get very surprised when you go for your photo with someone. You're like, do they not know how to blend? How do they get that far? Not going to name names, but you'll, you've all been there before. Yeah, I know. Um, so maybe that's the case with her. Like maybe like in the studio, they could see it. Right, right. Now, Greg wants to talk about her elimination. How was it for her? She left asking, was this the time, but then said she gave everything she had as this was highly praised for her and her charisma and her personality were highly praised. She's at peace. And Greg tells her that she served charisma, looks, and her talent is beyond a shadow of a doubt. Guarantee you she'd been planning that since the bitch was eliminated. (laughs) I 100% agree with you. I would. Listen, the amount of times Greg piled on her as well. Yeah. So it, it must have been present, even if Greg talked about it. But I thought that's what I thought so too. And this is all we're going to hear from her. No discussion of the bullying or the forcing the mean girls to accept the mind games they played with her. Are you satisfied that they gloss over this, or do you think it needed to be addressed? No, like a fucking reunion is supposed to be, so they can like air the dirty laundry, and none of it was done. Is it possible because they have? all of the mean girls sitting in the finale and they don't want them to have a tarnished reputation going into the finale. Maybe because I was going to say Shannon was the one that saved herself, but she's not in the finale. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean like everybody, like even Miranda got in on Nas the week we after did. she was eliminated. So. And Bettina too, but Bettina is like the lesser of them. Right. But she's still associated with that quartet. No, quintet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was very upset by this, and I do hope that um, when the dust settles, there's more discussion about it, and I hope Naza is open to discussing how she actually felt, because 
she took it like a trooper and i respect her for that but it's not easy it is not easy what they put her through no and i feel like it's such a bullshit like this is supposed to at least not i don't say maybe being bring closure but clarification for for everyone that watched this story unfold now here's the other conspiracy i have here wow presents plus has a new program called drag hearts drag where she's going to go to all the cities and towns and go to drag shows with her contestants perhaps it will be discussed there oh that could be a good idea like dragon and one-on-one with the queen and saying how did you feel when that that would be a good thing but they should have teased it all say they should have teased it anyway it's time to talk to the protagonist of what Grad calls one of the most emotional moments of the season that showed her opening her heart with strength and courage. We are cutting right over to Helena and the discussion of her aides. Why they put this here and not in a solo segment, I don't know, but we will discuss the solo segments and um, their presence later on. We're going to rewatch her discussion and its impact on her and its importance for this show in general. It gets them all to cry, and especially Helena, even looking beautiful, that bitch looks great crying god damn it fuck her drag asks how she thinks this will reverberate in the community and says she hopes positively and brings information to people and makes them wake up and get informed especially about seraphobia she says that people link hiv to lgbtqip plus community but that's wrong She says they have to protect themselves to communicate and take information about the forms of prevention and treatment to how you can live like anybody else and do anything you want and do everything you want. She says you don't have to be afraid to touch or kiss or have sex with her as one thing has nothing to do with the other. Um, So, yes, she is willing to have sex with anybody, apparently. Greg says that this shows that all marginalization and prejudice comes from the lack of information. She is grateful to borrow all this information as she is not just a pretty face, but use her art to communicate and show how strong she is. I love it. I love that this was here because this was an important part of the season and Helena's narrative in a, in a way. Um, I think it's hard for the queer community to not realize how uninformed people really are. A lot of the discussion is always about not knowing the facts about queer people in the community and Mm -hmm. how HIV and AIDS affects people. And yes, you can't have sex with someone who is um, HIV positive, blah, 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 blah. But I recently had a conversation with someone who was discussing AIDS and what they perceived the origin of it was. Mm. And I was mortified. I was mortified because this person discussed how, like, yeah, when they found out about it back in the 80s, because that's when they were alive as an adult, they were told it was because gay men had sex with animals. I was like, no, 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 no. And they were like, but that's what we were told. And I was like, you're correct. That's what you were told, but it's not true. And I was like, it's bestiality is a link to people who wanted to say gay sex is terrible and that's why that was the narrative but it's not true the origin is yes they might have been attached to chimpanzees in the 1800s but the virus spread because of blood donations and all that and that's where the misinformation came from and it hit me i was like if that misinformation from the 80s is still permeating in 2023 that's so not okay 
I never heard about coming like from the having sex with animals. That's a first for me. Right. But again, this person happened to live in yeah. the 80s during the AIDS crisis, and that's the propaganda that was pushed. And I'm almost like, okay, well, maybe this, among other issues in the queer community, yeah. there needs to be more of a discussion of, okay, okay, this is what you thought it was, but let's now discuss and reteach you everything that actually was. So this continues to prove why Drag Race is one of the most fucking important shows on television, especially in the mainstream, because you're going to hear these conversations that you need to know the actual facts for. So it's it's really, really important. I know that it was randomly placed in the order of this reunion, but I do think it was important to keep bringing this up. And I think we need to keep hearing these discussions on every fucking franchise around the world. I agree. I agree. It's because, like, if they, I don't know what they are teaching in schools these days, so. Neither do I. Neither do I. It depends what state you're in, I guess. True. Very true. But did you notice something about the order here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. This was just an extra segment as opposed to Helena's segment. Yeah, but why now? Exactly. Well, we're going to talk to Shinon as she spreads her message all over Brazil. And that's probably why, because they wanted to go from heartwarming story to another heartwarming story. We will get a glimpse of You Are Not Alone ad, and it was a very powerful moment for her and her journey on the show. Greg tells her that her message became an agenda in the workroom and will certainly become an agenda in their country. How was it for her to talk about inclusion? Shannon says it was very difficult because it's a difficult subject talking about how she suffers. It was a trigger, but her sisters were supporting her, telling her it was her time to open up as other people will listen as they feel represented by seeing a Black person talking about it. It gave her strength. She says it's difficult for her to say she's Black and say they are not feeling represented as they are not. It is a reality. She says it was one of the worst moments to talk about her story in front of the camera, but Greg tells her the result was great. Very important, again, to have this. And I think that's why the segue from Helena to Shannon happened here, though it probably should have gone the other way around. Yeah. But editing, what are you going to do? And now we're going to talk about how it was for her to get eliminated. She says she left her message on the stage and said what she wanted to say and that what she was feeling. It was for the world to see. And she says she already receives her crown the moment she set foot on the stage. Blah, 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 bitch, please. The words of a non-winner. You don't believe that. Um, especially after that fight with Miranda, which we now have Barton discuss. I'm like, oh, no. That was- of all the things she did this season, this is the conversation. This is the one bit for the reunion. And this is my problem with this entire reunion is I don't think it was curated properly. Like, no. I would rather hear her discuss the origin of her bad tongue pop because that's at least the Shannon we know from this season. Yeah, I, I have no idea who picked this this thing i was about to say i don't think there's brazilian people in this but they're clearly a brazilian producer because they picked a brazilian producer remember a guy from the production to be the extra makeover person so i don't i i don't understand what the narrative i mean every every single person greg asked the question what was it like being eliminated no one cares no one oh yeah well i know like it's fine it happened well that's not the meat of what a reunion is for. It's yeah. about to resolve the shit that went down. Exactly. Like, 
we like the shit that went down that you left behind when you got eliminated and didn't resolve it. Is there a conspiracy theory that I'm throwing out there that maybe they did not want to discuss the fight between Miranda and Shannon because maybe one party wouldn't be able to discuss it on social media? I don't know. Um, but well, it just needs to be discussed. An from her lately. After we talked, I think a few days or a week after we talked, we last feed did it. Apparently, she posted. And apparently, she'll be at a viewing party tomorrow night. We'll see. Well, actually, we'll we'll find it out. That's really true. Um, because we're still filming to go. Um, I I, I, I don't know. I just want more. I want I want I want a reunion of the reunion. <laughs> I want a reunion of the reunion too. But now we're going to talk about things that are just very confusing as well, as the show had many a look this season. So it's time to take a look back at the toots and boots, or as Greg says, babado or cagado. I don't know what they were thinking when they picked these options, but let's do it. Organza glitter glam. I say boot. Organza says boot, but Shannon says it's somewhere in between a bloot, batoot, whatever you want to call it. But Organza says she tried to create glamour, but when she wore the clothes, she didn't feel good in them and wouldn't walk down the runway feeling good. She tried last minute to make things more organized, but it was not her best look and says it was better than others on the stage, which is kind of true. Um, how did you feel about the glitter glam? Yeah, actually, I went to her to see what the original thing with the no face thing was. Yeah. I, I think that was, I think it was ugly. Yeah, like, the new concept was ten times better than the show. Yeah, if she had that with like the the mannequin face, the whole yeah. cover face, and added a few more sparkles, it would be much better. But Tina Polaroid glitter glam, I say toot shoot from Greg and Dallas says, "Don't look over here. We weren't there." Was there not a monitor for them to see the looks? Like, I'm very confused. Were they not even watching the montages? Is that all post production too? Were they just sitting there in like silence? What is happening? Well, I I I, I want to blame it on the budget. A lot of things this is because I wouldn't doubt it if they don't have a monitor there. So weird. Um, Organza says top three best looks. I I, I think it's up there. It's definitely one of yeah. my favorite looks of the season. Same. That that was a great look for her. Miranda LeBrow, black snot look. Um, it's a two. And Greg says it was a high two for her because clearly that's what she gets turned on by is snot. Snot. Boogers. You. But it was a good look, I agree. And the 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 booger was a nice touch. How do you know how to design and create a booger? <laughs> Experience probably on an Adam. It was campy. She's campy. She knows how to do it. Yeah. All right, Helena Melgita Maracuto look. I say boot. They all say complete boot. But Tristan over in the peanut alley, who apparently didn't see it or did see it, I don't know. There's no proof because consistency is not a thing. We'll say that they need to carry the look, and maybe she didn't do that. And then the shady music comes in. Why? I don't know. But there was a read, and everyone was laughing. And Helena says she carried it very well, but didn't do well, but still sent her packing, meaning Naza. Okay, great. Uh, what did you think of the look? I liked it. I guess they didn't like it if for the for the theme of what it was, but I, mm -hmm. I thought it was great. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Marakatu? Not really. No. No, but I, I tried I, so hard when no, I did the recap. I was like, I don't know, I'm learning. No, I because it's a festival. It's just not like a, 
as I said, Brazil is a like huge ass country. Yeah. And this is a festival. Uh, I forgot the name. It is a festival, and it's not from where I'm from. I've never even been to it. Mm-hmm. I I just know. It's also it's like, how can I explain this? Uh, it's an Afro Brazilian. Let me get the thing from here. It's from if it's from the northeastern from Brazil. So I'm from the south, and it's it is like a like it's a nation. It's a culture. It's a whole nother thing that and the whole nother culture that you can say that it has nothing to do where I'm from. So I am I don't want to say anything that's gonna put me in bed because like I know I'm not an expert to it in it, but like this is kind of what things mm-hmm, look mm-hmm. like. So that's what I think. I like it, but I also am not versed in it. So I feel that's like but if like I for but I feel like maybe she didn't do a true to what it actually was. If that makes that's sense. That's fair. It is a festivity, like it's a very popular festivity and it's it happens in Pernambuco, which is not east of Brazil. Do you have a favorite festival in Brazil? Not really. Carnival, because then I don't no. have to work. <laughs> Not because <laughs> there I it is. It, it's because I get to rest. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Tristan Soledad, Chupin Queen. Uh, I say massive boot. Like the girls are saying too, because I guess they forgot or they just are trying to be nice. Helena says that it was misunderstood, and Tristan's like, see, another confirmation. I say bye, bitch. It was terrible. That was horrible. I didn't like it either. No bueno. Next up, Shannon Scarlet, my roots. I say toot. We get some toots and shoots. Organza once again says top three looks of the seasons. And Shannon says she was all dragged up and calls Aquarella as she was not wearing padding. Right, Shannon was that the back to my roots was the, the big one, right? The big white one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was that was the shoot for sure. It was stunning. Naza, mermaid look. I say too. The girls say boo because they hate her. Simply at that. Um, but then Dallas and Aquarell is like, no, it's a tube. And Shannon says it's like Carnival. It's ugly from a short distance and beautiful from afar. And Arganza says, depending on the distance, it changes. They really hate her. Exactly. No, it, that to- that was a tube. Excuse me. She fucking did that there. Yeah. Like, it was great. It was great. Like they're just hating on her for hating on her. And then the one that just made zero sense, Aquarella Glamazonia. I say massive boot. The girls say toot. And Aquarella says they didn't understand her fauna and flora. And Helena says she liked the concept as it was cool. Ruby says it got lost because of the pollution. And I say it was the biggest pass they gave all season, even though she was eliminated in it. That was a big pass. I'm sorry. You guys were not tooting this shit when they she was in the workroom with you literally like, you're being nice now because that is a massive boot terrible well greg says that the most iconic look of the season didn't even walk the runway it was shannon soccer man what a moment to be alive that was i like that challenge she looks so funny. are you a big brazilian football fan no i i'm a big brazilian soccer player i do not like to watch it i like to play i have zero patience to watch soccer what position do you play anyone that they put me on but the goalkeeper that's fair that's fair 
All right. Well, another thing of confusing moments. The Queens have voted for Miss Congeniality, and it's time to find out the results. All pit crew. Why did they need a giant box that size? Like that was way too big for twelve pieces of paper. I just just for the drama effect of putting the freaking envelope. <laughs> I don't know what they were told. I don't know if they were told you can't vote for yourself. I don't know if everything that the commentary was saying during this is that they did vote for themselves or they're just being joking and silly because it's very confusing. Maybe there were, I don't know, alliances backstage. Tristan, Helena, Naza, Diva, Ruby, Ruby, Shannon, Aquarella, 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 Naza, Melazine. And because math is math, by default, the winner is Aquarella. How? I thought it was going to be either her or Shannon, honestly, because she, I like, she seemed nice to me, like, the as a viewer watching it. She, either she or Shannon will be my pick, too, from all of them. Can we find out who voted for who? I think it's very important we find that information, please. I know I don't I want I honestly think that it was that different because they most of them vote for themselves. Yeah. I or none of them feel them. anyone deserved it. So it's like I'm gonna throw away a vote. Exactly. Well, she gets a sash. She tries to walk in her look. Um her look was not made for walking. She sat yeah. there and was like, wait, not I have to all. walk in this after winning? No, no, girl, no. And she doesn't even get any money for it. No, there's so many things about this. Do you realize that they don't have yet drinks? That's so when they mean. go to the Untuck? This is the only this is the only franchise that don't have anything for them to drink. That's so weird. Maybe they ran out in Colombia. I don't know. Well, Germany's filmed there, and I'm pretty sure they get drinks when they go. Last week they did not get a drink because they're all bitching about not having a drink. So yeah, maybe it's exactly. a some, some here and there they don't get drinks. Now Greg says the final four fought hard to get to the crown, and now it's time to hear from each one of them. How do they feel in this final moment of their journey? Let's discuss. Helena says she feels. Um. So, uh. Yeah. Yeah, Helena says she feels accomplished as this was a huge dream. She started doing drag because of the Drag Race, and now with the first cast of Drag Race Brazil, it's the best 12 in Brazil. She says it wasn't going to be easy to end these girls at packing, and she had to do it and be very safe to be there. She is fulfilled because of her work for managing to deliver what she's built to be there, but mainly for being able to say what she wanted to say. Like Shannon, if she were to have been eliminated, she was able to say everything she needed to say. She is complete and accomplished. Okay. Miranda says this has been one of the most amazing journeys she's ever been able to take part. She shared it with the people who inspire her and makes her right now finalist who has the most faith because they took a lot from them already. She says the work that they do makes her believe in a lot of things like love, strength, and hope, and she believes a lot in herself, but right now they are facing a drag queen who has renewed her faith. It makes her believe she is much bigger than she ever imagined she could be. All right. Yeah, she only, the only time she fucking opens her mouth in an hour fucking up, like... Literally the first time she says anything. 
Yes. Organza says she is happy. She didn't think she could be so happy there. She says, yes, she is competitive and a drag machine, but she also is very emotional and that's okay for her to get emotional and cry. She is at peace and fulfilled, but mostly as a drag queen, as a black person, as the LGBT person, she says they always are looking for the validation on many issues and she got her validation there. She validates herself in this moment and she is there for everything she worked for and leaves there regardless of winning that on the outside, the only need to validate themselves and decide what they can and cannot do. But Chita says she feels ready and prepared and says, especially almost 50 years old, if she's not ready, she thinks it will be too late. She says there are four finalists. Only one will take home the crown, but it's not just about who wins the crown. It's not just about the final four, and it's not just about the 12 of them. It's about their art and about all the drag queens in Brazil who have always sought opportunity and have worked for far less than they deserve and have been marginalized and now have space in spaces they never imagined working. Their work is being recognized as art and thinks anyone who gets this crown will not carry it alone. She must open her arms so that more and more people can fit under that crown so their art can grow more and more and that they are validated and recognized. Okay. Um, does this mean they're not going to get a why should you win next week in the finale? Like, is, why do we ask that question now? I don't know, but I don't, I, I honestly, this is the weirdest reunion I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah. I, Be- I don't like, even this know what is, they're doing next week in the episode. This, if they were going to ask this question, it probably should have been like the final question of the night. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to wait for the result because first, now we're going to watch their journeys. Yeah, what? that's what I was like. When they jumped to the question, I was like, wait, why did we stop like doing the... the, the... I was so confused. Yeah, very strange, very strange. It's almost like, wait, Greg, you weren't supposed to ask that now. It's filming this order, so I guess you got to ask it. Um, Very strange. So let's cue the montage for Bettina, who, if you didn't know, was a photographer and the daddy of the season. Um, We really got that early uh, confessional look with all the scruff. I was like, that Bettina has not been in confessional since week one. She was up for elimination week one, but from there, she was on the rise, a trajectory for a winner that is very rare on Drag Race. Ever since the reading challenge, her game got better, and comedy was the key to her success. And pants. She loves pants. Yeah. Really loves pants. Wait, what? She loves pants. I know. I was going to say, it's all I think every look but one was pants. I was about to say, she was the the queen, the show that I've seen that most wore looks with pants. Yeah. What motivated her the most in this competition? Her husband or the chance to throw panties at Juju Bertolini's face? <laughs> well, she's not going to take the bait and be comedic. She's going to give us a good answer. She says, there were two motivations. On One of them was the feedback from the judges and the tips in the workroom, because no matter how aware they are at what they're delivering in the challenges, it's only when they hear the feedback do they really know what's going on. She says Greg gave her back everything about her aesthetics and t- intentions, and that was motivating her and making her find herself more and more in the competition. She says the second motivator was the support of the competitors, saying it was them being able to always be looking at each other and exchanging advice confidently to become stronger every day. Okay, good answer. 
And, and I was like, all right, let's we're gonna hear a lot more of this. More, more, more. All right, fine. Let's go watch the montage of Miranda LeBrow, who gave us Davina de Campo drag and so much fun in camp, camp, camp. And she had the safe archetype, but finally got a win before the grand finale, which some queens just cannot accomplish. Greg tells her she was one of the last to lip sync and did an iconic job. Does she consider herself the lip sync assassin of the season? I was like, what? Huh? Yeah, like, did a great job for who? She lip synced one. That does not make you a lip sync assassin. No, and she didn't even win the lip sync. Miranda says Brazil can consider her a lip sync assassin. She says comedy puts them in a limiting place as they are seen as people who do comedy, not as an actress or a performer. If she needs to prove some to someone that she is a good performer, there you have it. And I was like, okay, very interesting that this is the question and answer we got from Miranda compared to Pacino. Let's let's move on. Time for Helena. She shows us looks from the start and sex, but her story is about her Snatch Game character. She had a wild journey being catty and cunty, but a comedian at times. And her question, is she the shady queen of the season? She says, really? That's what people say. Well, she says she is catty, but the prettiest pussy, what can she do? She says if they didn't give her reasons, she has nothing to say. There's the shade. And I'm like, okay. That the profound question is, are you shady? I mean, I know we got a segment with her earlier, but like I know. And something's not matching about, up. And we only talk about her snatch game, show her worst looking with all the fucking awesome, like good looks that she had. Who edited this shit? And finally, the journey as the early front runner Aragonza. She came in as a star and had a journey where her character was under attack as her drive got the best of her. Is she confident or arrogant? Well, that's the story of the season for the fans. But aside from the high drag she served week after week, she did fine. So Greg's like, you showed vulnerability slowly. The best known fear was her fear facing a comedy challenge. Is comedy still a taboo in her life? What? Really? Well, she says not anymore. She's in charge now. She says it's really funny because she won a comedy challenge and went in the bottom in a comedy challenge and says it proves that doing comedy is very difficult and says people think it's easy to make people laugh, but it is not. They are all artists. There are days that they're fine, others that they manage to get around and some that day won't work. And that's okay. Now, of these four segments, I gotta say, there was one that clearly was a winner's chat and that was Bettina. Do you think the others were given other questions and this is just what the edit wanted us to see? I think I think they are going to build up for her to win if, if because people are still thinking Urganza is going to win and now they are playing that because Urganza is Greg's friend. But it I, was really clear to me that yes, what you just said is if they if you told me episode 1, this was not going to be the segment that we got here. They had to pivot quickly because I want to share the current likes on Instagram for which team people are on. The team is probably winning. We're going to go in reverse alphabetical order and we're going to start with the wow presents plus Instagram. Okay. Okay. Team Organza 2011 team Miranda 1,547 team Helena 5,344. Team Bettina, 5,064. So, Wow Presents Plus Instagram is is very much the international viewers, whatever. Yeah. 
this is where we are at the Drag Race Brazil Instagram, which for the most part is for Brazil, right? Yeah. Team Organza, 15.6 thousand. Team Miranda, 19.1 thousand. Team Helena, 42,000. Team Bettina, 45.7 thousand. She is above Organza by 30 thousand likes organza's downfall it was the last episode in the net the, like the the and whatever has been happening outside that was her downfall i don't know it's almost you- like you want to tell the queens don't do social media during the season I don't know if you saw what happened between Elena and organza I, I i did i saw a little bit um um it's not good and it's not cute and i don't know what happened if it was jealousy if there was more things we didn't see if something happened off the show to perpetuate this um but between the two of them they both need to sit down with each other and tell each other okay this is how we feel about each other unfortunately we got to make it stop because the fandom is really 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 being toxic and it's very, and very it's not cute. just hurting the two of them it's hurting other people who are hiv positive exactly stop because, it because that like that's the mo the biggest downfall for organza it's when she did the video and she accused helena of making her come out elena didn't put a gun to your head and told you you no. have to come out Elena asked her to ask the her fans to stop saying that she was using the HIV to promote herself. She never asked Organza to out herself to the public. Right. So that's what the people are like getting on her case for a lot. Like you just needed to come here and ask your fans to stop. No one, no one asked you to come out and tell. Like it's creating such a big mess. And I, I, I again. Early in the season, before before the season started, I was Team Organza. I was like, "This is the star. She's I going know. to be the star of the season." I remember. Um, and everything that's happened, I I can't. You can't blame anyone but her. I mean, I'm sure you heard about the resurfaced tweet she made about Lawrence Cheney. Now I love Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney is one of the sweetest people I have ever met. I know. Um, one of the so kindest sweet. people ever. I met her too. She's really sweet. I don't get it. And I understand, and it, maybe it's very clear based on what we witnessed on this season that this is another example of a fashion queen not respecting the art of campy comedy. Do you did you see the tweet that she said? Like, if I start acting like so, like this, please let me know. Wake me up. She's like, bitch, you're literally acting like you just said you wanted people to let you know. And people are letting you know and you're not believing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it, it's it's really unfortunate. It's really not cute because we'll talk about it in the burning questions next. Did you um, see the Sasha Colby tweet she did? <sighs> they resurfaced. Yes. Yeah. But kind of saying that. Sasha Colby's win was something it was also like just because they liked her because she was her not because of what she did well you know what Let, let's go to the burning questions let's get yeah. to it because I, I like this conversation first off what is the season's legacy thus far fights <laughs> I 
shame. No, it's messy. It's messy. That's what it is. Not just not just from the queens. Messy from a production standpoint. That's that's the legacy. The the messy product. The messiness editing. Yeah, this could have been resolved, and no drama off screen could have happened if there was more of a conversation and more of a discussion. Because yes, we do live for the fights, but most of the time there's a resolution to it, and if there's not a resolution to it, we find out what the resolution is later on. Not we didn't get it. Happened. We didn't get it. Yeah. Who won the week? Who are the best episode? Of this episode? Yeah. Was- I'm going to say it's the girls on the right side of the I room. So the first six eliminated. <laughs> they all were like, you know what? We didn't have to deal with you monsters. Let's do it. After 11 episodes, the winner of the season is. Say it again. After 11 Who's the winner of the season? Oh, it is Bettina for me now. I think PR perspective, it has to go to Bettina. It's Miranda funny. was not going to win because her track record is not there. Elena has a huge fandom still. Elena is a possibility, but just on a trajectory standpoint, her journey at the end was not nearly as strong as Bettina, who did capture late season wins while it was Elena in the bottom. Some of Elena's critiques, I did not agree. I feel like they were doing it on purpose. Because they wanted to boost Organza, who has the best record. Exactly. Most of the time, especially this year, the person with the most points, according to the wikis, wins the season. Yes, there have been other franchises this year, namely France, where the person who has the most wins does not win the season. Yes. So that could be the Organza conversation here. On paper, Organza should be the winner. But if that were to happen, it would likely be a PR nightmare. Yeah. I I think it's going to have got to be Bettina to make everyone happy. I don't want to say it's like Drag Race Down Under season one, where it's like, who's the best of the worst? Yes. But it is. Yeah. yeah. Like Drag Race Down Under, you had the queen who was eliminated and came back and no one understood why. You had the queen who was known oh. for blackface. We you know have a queen. Why. Right. And Stop you have it. a queen who also may have been in engaged in some racism but was very mediocre of the season so they said well ketamine you didn't do anything wrong so here's a crown yeah i'm not saying it's the same that bettina doesn't deserve it but but her argument is not as strong as the others yeah like i feel like they built a nice arc for her to be in the bottom queen that just you could tell that halfway through with all the chaos going on, they were like, okay, we have to re-edit shit. Yeah, they probably said, okay, we need to build, like, build a new I knew a story where this is going to be the queen. Remember the thing that Greg's saying that she likes the queens that she can see evolving through the thing? That was yep. one of the critiques yep. for Alina because Alina is always pretty and perfect. Right. The show could have saved Organza. They could have not put any of the negativity in. But I feel like they're like, we're going to cut our losses. We have to just prove why she won't win and and you're all not feeling it. Um, But yeah, I I think for me, not being on the Twitter and the Reddit and all that stuff, seeing the the likes 
that was eye-opening for me yeah it's a lot going on like she her her popularity went down pretty quickly i feel like she needs to get in touch with Raja O'Hara immediately and be like, how do I fix my image and then go on an all-star season and everybody loves me so I can actually win the crown I deserve? <laughs> oh my God, that, that that makes sense. It's happened. And all-stars is the moment to do it. Unfortunately, because of how this all was going on, you weren't going to throw her to a show that might be filming right now because she was still in contention. Just like in Germany, you weren't putting two people on the global all-stars because you then would ruin the results. Yeah. Um, and that's why you're stuck with some leggings. Um, but you know what? This is what happens. This is the show. This is this is the thing. And that's why we discuss it. And that's why I love it. Um, I'm excited for what this finale is going to be. And I'm most I, excited to see who gets to wear this beautiful crown with my friend at Amped okay. Accessories. I'm very curious to see this last episode. It's going to be a doozy. Oh, All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Well, on social media, you can find me at Nancy underscore Queens with an S in the end. And my Venmo is without the S. <laughs> and Cash App as well. And still no projects so far. Hopefully something next year when I can actually walk in heels again. <laughs> There it is. All right. Well, this was super duper fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.